Success in food trucks does not start with knowing how to cook. Understand that tasty food is certainly a vital component for a profitable food truck, but it is not the starting point. Let's talk about what you need so that you can gain control of the madness we call the food truck industry. Welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach, author of five food truck vending books, including Food Truck 101 and Food Truck 201. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. About 30 years ago, I was hired to be a general manager for a brand new sit-down restaurant that was to be built in Destin, Florida. At that point, I had about 16 years in fast food, but I knew exactly nothing about a sit-down restaurant. The owner of the company knew less than me, but he was smart enough to have hired somebody that was literally a restaurant genius. This guy's name was Jim. He had about 30 years in the sit-down dining restaurant industry, and promised to teach me all about running that type of restaurant. The training manual for this company recommended 12 weeks of training, but with my background and some of the shortcuts that Jim recommended, it took us about eight weeks. What I had noticed during those eight weeks was Jim kept a small card in his shirt pocket, and he would pull it out from time to time and refer to it and then tuck it right back into his pocket. I always assumed it was a to-do list. Well, after I passed the final test, Jim said, congratulations, Bill, your real training starts today. And of course, I was confused because I just spent a little over eight weeks reading a book and doing all the little tasks that the book asked me to do. He reached into his pocket, he gave me his card, and he said, here is a secret I was given 20 years ago by a man that's way smarter than me. And he handed me his card. It was a list of phrases. It was a dirty index card, slightly crumpled, it was well-worn, and it had exactly eight lines on it. Jim's instructions to me were really simple. Keep the card. I had no idea what to do with it, and I even told him as much. So he stuck his hand out, offered a handshake, and while firmly gripping my hand, he looked me straight in the eye and said, If you're really as good as you think you are, I bet you can figure it out. And then his voice dropped down to a really chilling calm, and he said the one thing that every child in the world hates hearing their parents say, Do not disappoint me. The card read, number one, it is easier to prevent a fire than to put one out. Number two, be a teacher and forever be a student. Number three, listen to your body. It always knows best. Number four, there is a way. Figure it out. Number five, tomorrow's pay raise is earned today. Number six, express gratitude. Number seven, forgive everyone, including yourself. And number eight, charity multiplies. I was young. I was dumb. To me, this was a riddle that the troll would ask you before he would let you cross a bridge. 
I had no idea what to do with the card, and I certainly had no idea of what to do with the contents. I was in my mid-30s. I was arrogant. I was on a basketball league. I was on a volleyball league. I played racquetball every day. I had a restaurant to get open. I did not have time to sort through these mystic little puzzles. So I carried the card about a week, completely forgot about it, left it on my desk in my room, went about my business trying to get the restaurant ready to open. Soon after the training was over, Jim introduced me to the management team he had hired for the new store. I was super excited. I couldn't wait to meet the folks he had hired. And then when I walked into the room, I realized that I knew the two people. They were servers from a different restaurant in our chain, but they had zero management experience. Jim said the rest of the management team would be starting in about two weeks, which happened to be the exact same time the new store was set to open. So that put all the hiring up to the three of us. And then we've had to start the initial training. But we were lucky enough that the corporate office was going to send down a training team that would do the bulk of the training over three days prior to our opening. And the training team was set to arrive in about seven days. So that gave us seven days to hire people. Then Jim gave me the hiring goal. It was 100 people. That was to be divided between the positions of the prep department, the cook's line, the generals, the servers, and the porters. He wanted me to hire 100 people in less than a week. I started to protest, and he quietly said, number four, number one, number two, and he turned around and left. So here I was, wondering what in the world he was talking to, getting a little bit upset because I'm seeing the time pressure. I've got to hire a whole bunch of people and at least get the paperwork and the initial training started in less than seven days. So I had to go home, get that stupid little card, and read it and figure out what I had to do. Now I've got six days left. Number four says, there is a way, figure it out. Number one says, it's easier to prevent a fire than to put one out. Number two says, be a teacher and forever be a student. The cryptic answer, pretty obvious, teach the servers how to interview. Okay, I got that one. I knew that before I even read the card. But putting out a fire and figure it out certainly seemed less than helpful. So then I really read the card. There is a way. Okay, 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 but what is it? Then I remembered how our brains respond to questions. Statements are the answer to questions. Our brain needs questions. We are conditioned to answer questions. Instead of saying, I need to hire 100 people in six days, I needed to ask myself, how can I hire 100 people in six days? And I kept asking myself that question until my brain stopped answering with, it's impossible, you big dummy. And once my brain converted to, okay, here's how we do it, because now it's answering the question rather than ignoring the question. Once your brain turns the corner from it's impossible to, hey, this is possible and here's how, things start to make sense. Things start to fall in place, which is what number four says in the first place. There is a way. Figure it out. As the answer started to formulate in my head, it's easier to prevent a fire than to put one out. That became clear, too. 
It's about organizing. It's about taking things in a step-by-step manner to achieve the result, the prevention, if you will, so we don't have to panic later and try to put out that raging fire. The steps became clear. Generate applications, interview, decide, and then hire those folks. We had about 100 applications on file, and we needed at least 300, I felt like, to be able to stand a chance of getting a decent team together. Over the next four days, we interviewed over 200 people, but we only thought about 50 of them were good enough to hire. Then those brand new servers, the ones that had zero management experience, came up with an idea that should have been obvious to me, but I was still stuck in, I don't think we can do this. Rather than wait for the applications to come to us, they said, how about if we go where there's a bunch of people that need a job? And that was the unemployment office. And see what the unemployment office had to offer us. You got to remember, this is in the mid-1990s. Home computers were just becoming a thing. Our ability to get on the internet was dial-up. There was not a way to just broadcast out to monster.com or to indeed.com and have a flood of applications. We had to get up off our butts and go meet people. That visit to the unemployment line netted us 20 more people that we could hire, and that brought our total to 70. And that's all that we felt like we were comfortable with hiring. Now, the end result of that was... All 70 of those people that we hired survived the training. They survived the store opening in spite of a tropical storm that came through on our second day open, and the entire training team left. They went back to Tennessee where their home office was. They didn't want to be in Florida during a possible hurricane. So we were left to deal with a brand new staff, not only following up on the training, but making sure we handled the guests that came in during the opening. We didn't want to develop a bad reputation based on how inefficient the staff was. That store opening ended up being the highest store opening in the chain's history. So for the next two years, whenever I had a problem, Jim would whisper a number, and I knew exactly what he was referring to. There was one time that came up that he even reminded me, he said, Bill, number three. Now, number three reads, listen to your body. It always knows best. I had no idea what he was talking about. Remember, I was in my mid-30s. I was actually 35, and I had my very first childhood disease. I got chickenpox. Up to that point, I had worked 17 years in a row and never even missed an hour of work. I was never late, never went home early. I was there when I was expected to be there, and usually there more than I was expected to be there. I had only one little tiny spot of a chicken pox on my forehead, but I was tired. And I mean, I was very tired. And it showed. Jim noticed before I did and said, hey, you might want to check out what your body's telling you. I ended up missing five days of work. I wish I had gotten chicken pox when I was a kid because my children have had chicken pox and they run around the house like it's no big deal. But at 35 years old, I was in bed, barely eating. I was whipped. I was worn out. Jim recognized it before I did. Tomorrow, I'm going to go over each of those eight lessons. Thank you so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from brand new beginners to decades-old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.